I'm Ellie Swift, ex-corporate marketer turned CEO and seven-figure business mentor for high-performing women building and scaling their soul-led, intentional, and profitable online businesses. I've coached hundreds of women to make six, multi-six, and seven figures using my signature Swift marketing method. And in this podcast, I'll teach you the strategy, marketing, and mindset to help you do the same. Hello, welcome back to another episode of Shine Online with Ellie Swift. I am so excited to introduce you to our amazing guest today, Erica Kramer, otherwise known as the Queen of Confidence. I'm going to kick off with the 411 on Erica. I want to give you some background and bio if you don't know this amazing woman. And then I'm going to briefly share what we cover today, and then we're going to dive straight into the episode. So, The amazing, amazing thing about Erica is that she has been through so much in her life. So she is now an inspirational speaker and mentor to thousands of women across the globe, but it hasn't always been this way. She survived many traumatic experiences in her youth, a number of years searching for love, peace, and validation as she puts it in all the wrong places. She survived childhood sexual abuse, being brought up in and out of the foster care system, life-altering car accidents, and a whole lot of grief and loss. In the last decade, she's been able to turn her life around from one of hopelessness and pain to one of passion, growth, and success after going on her own powerful journey of personal healing. She also hosts a five-star rated podcast, The Confidence Chronicles, which if you haven't listened to that, you definitely need to go over and take a listen. It's in the top 10 on the Apple Australia charts for mental health with over 1.8 million downloads and listeners in 86 plus countries. This episode was so incredible and Erica shared so, so much. She talked about mindset challenges that she sees coming up with people a whole bunch in business, pricing yourself, comparisonitis. We talked about creating your own story in business, how to connect with your community, how to build a really successful business and so much more. I know you're going to love this episode. Enjoy it. Hi, hi. I'm so incredibly excited to have you here, Erica. (laughs) Welcome to Shine Online. We are all smiles over here, Ellie. I'm so happy to be here. Thank you for having me, my love. Uh, Absolute pleasure. And we were just talking offline before about you've just come back from Guigana and I feel like you're glowing. (laughs) I feel like I can just see your nervous system so relaxed and this like heaven. Yeah. So, so then just give us like a quickie on how it was for you. Uh, It was amazing. It was all about like stillness, rest, presence, Mm. and peace, which were like the four words that came on the last night, which was the last full moon of the year. We did a burning ceremony and I'm like, I'm taking that with me. And I do feel like I still have a bit of the rest and stillness and peace and presence. So let's see. It's good. I love that so much. So I am really excited to chat with you today around, obviously your thing is confidence. You've written an incredible book called Confidence Feels Like Shit. And I've just loved witnessing your journey and how you've moved more and more into the business space over the last couple of years. And so what I really wanted to chat with you about was 
confidence as it relates to business and specifically how it relates to showing up in the online space, like the biggest things that you're seeing holding people back right now. But before we go into that, how and why business? Like, how did you get into business? Because you seem like an absolute natural businesswoman. Was that always part of the plan? No way. Yeah. How funny, right? You get into these things. So I started as a hairdresser originally, styling and hair and confidence in the external. And then I was a stylist. So then we got through the clothes. And then in 2018, when I launched my business, I was like, I want to talk about the inner wardrobe. Like I want to talk about the inside confidence. And so we went into confidence coaching and life coaching for women. And it wasn't until 2020, always the worst timing, right? Ellie, like the worst time to do this because it is such a turbulent unknown. We're in the middle of a pandemic. It was June, 2020. And I said to my husband, I have so many coaches and thank goodness, like, I don't know. I only see amazing women on social media. I don't see competition. I don't see cattiness. The lenses that I look through, I'm blessed. I see just awesome women supporting each other. And so my community started messaging me like, how did you do this? And how did you build that? And I want to do what you did. And so women started coming around and they were coaches and they were service providers. And I started seeing that there was an opportunity to kind of show what I did because I don't think what I did is undoable. I don't think it was special. I definitely have a lot of energy, which we spoke about offline, but it's something someone else can replicate. And Mm -hmm. so in June, 2020, I launched Social Impact and I didn't know what social impact meant. It's like a non-for-profit kind of funding and philanthropic thing. And I was like, no, I want to do like social media impact, (laughs) you know? So I launched Social Impact Mastermind and it was 10K and we only had, I think we took six women And in four days, I made 60K, which was crazy because it was in the middle of a pandemic. Mm -hmm. So to my belief system, I was like, oh, what? Like, I thought people were going to do payment plans. Everybody somehow found a way to pay up front within five days, right before the end of the financial year, which was great for our techs and all that jazz. We had launched this program. And so I lead with integrity and I know we'll get into it, but that's my main number one, integrity and communication. And so I didn't know if I could support those women. I thought I could. I knew I knew what I did, but now it was like a beta test. So I didn't charge a ridiculous amount for nine months of a mastermind. It was a mastermind with one-on-one. And nine months later, I mean, one of my clients had 160K. She made $160,000 in those nine months that we were together and she paid me 10. So the return was next level. And at the end of that nine months, I was like, okay, I'm good at this. Let's do this. And I think that I wish that more coaches did that and not not publicly. I just wish they practiced and, and played more and got real data and went, actually, I suck at this. <laughs> actually, my program's all over the place. Actually, you know, like we just go, I'm just going to do this. And then with integrity, are you actually able to get results for your clients? So it was a long nine months, but I loved it. I got to experiment. They taught me so much. And then that's when we went, we're going to do this. And we started working with coaches on business. So good. I love yeah. that so much. <laughs> I okay, There's like five to 10 things that you said there that I could like grab hold of. And, and <laughs> so I'm just going to choose a couple. I really want to draw everyone that's listening's attention through to what you just said there at the end about referencing data points and really showing up from that place of integrity of going, A, what's the evidence that I've collated that proves that I can do this, which 
you know, in terms of confidence of doing the thing, like we need to hold on to and build on that bank of evidence again and again and again, but also asking yourself, where can I get better results? Where can I grow? Where can I improve? And looking at that through the lens of what do I need to do here rather than diving into like self-criticism and, and I can't do this. Can you talk a little bit more to that? So how do you like self-assess in those moments without going into those feelings of, oh, I'm not good enough. I can't do this. Like, you know, how do you take on that feedback and grow from it? Yeah, it's, it's, it is hard, I think, for so many of us. But I think one of the things I hate when people say price what you're worth because I'm worth billions of dollars. Who is going to pay me and Ellie billions of dollars? Please, thank you very much. I don't agree with that. I think mm-hmm. that all of us have money stuff. We all do, right? Thank you, parents. Thank you, upbringing. We need to price what we feel internally that we are aligned with. So something that my husband taught me when we first launched our sisterhood life coaching program was like, just make it a no brainer. And I was like, what does he mean? It was like 12 months of live coaching with live events when I first launched that program. And it was 997 AUD, excuse me, 997. Ridiculous. I mean, but in, we were dead broke. We were struggling. And within seven hours, we had $25,000. Now the price went up and that was the only time the early bird was offered. But I think that we need to be humble. We need to be willing to be humble and raw and real with ourselves and go, what what do I genuinely feel good pricing this on? What value am I giving? I know it's super valuable, but I've never done this before. I know it's super valuable, but nobody knows me in the industry as this person. I don't have any wins on the board. There's no testimonials and experience. So it doesn't mean you're not good, by the way, listeners. You could be amazing at what you do, but if you don't have wins, there's no evidence. So you accordingly price. And so for me, it was like $10,000 for six months, uh, sorry, nine months. I know that was too cheap. I know that, but I'd never done that before. Yes, And so- For me, I think that one of the things we need to look at is being humble and asking ourselves genuinely, you know, am I 1 million percent confident? Do I know, no brainer, that I'm going to get this person that result? Have I tried this before? Have I used this process? Have I tried this program? If the answer is no, there's nothing wrong. Just price accordingly to what feels good for you. And you're testing and measuring and beta and, you know, it's, it's really a case study. Yes. And so- I've always had that. I've always had that. And it started from a lack of confidence, Ellie. It started from, oh, I don't believe people will pay me for that. Okay, well, what do you believe they'll pay you? Charge that until your inner, this thing that no coach can give you. It's an internal experience when you go 997 and someone goes, yep, 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 yep. And you go, and instantly something unlocks inside of you that no one could have, you couldn't buy that. You had to do it inside of yourself. It had to be you. And then you're like, okay, 1200. Yep, 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 yep. Okay, boom, it unlocks. And so I think as you unlock your own worthiness, as you unlock your own self-beliefs, your self-doubt, that confidence lacking, that's what it unlocks. And then you're able to hold that space of 20K for one month or whatever you want to charge. So I think some humble internal intuition check with what you're doing and your skill set at that time. And we all suck at the beginning, by the way. I was not the best. And I just got feedback from them because I did one-on-one and said, how are you feeling with the group? What would you love more of? Mm. And I think for me, it didn't mean I was going to do it. I just wanted to know what they were thinking. So there's a difference between being led by what your clients want and you just do what they want. They're not business owners. They don't know. And even if they are, maybe they're starting out versus 
can you give me your feedback? I'll take it on and adjust as to what I think. Because at the end of the day, you're the pillar. It's all coming from you. So yeah, we have to be humble. We have to be willing to make it better. And my clients have always been open and we've been open and we've taken some some tough advice at times or some tough feedback and went, where is it true? Like, where is that true? And how could we make this person feel better? And where is it not true? And peace out person who doesn't belong in our community. And that's okay too, you know? <laughs> so right. Like really knowing and discerning when you get that feedback, what's valid and what's not. Because I know, you know, when we finish our masterminds, we might have 30 pieces of feedback and it could be so conflicting from one person (laughs) to the next. You know, someone might be like, I love the Facebook group. Another person might be like, get off Facebook. I hate it. You know, it it varies so much. And so you do have to be so insanely discerning with what you take on and then filter that. And I think that that in itself is such a good thing to know that multiple things can be true at any one time. So you've got to find out what's true for you. Yeah. And, and this money piece that you're speaking to, I, I freaking love that you are because I really think that not enough people are actually having this conversation of you need to be pricing in alignment with what feels true for you. Because when we're not showing up from that space, what we see, and we've all seen it, those of us mm-hmm. are listening, like we've all seen <laughs> this, when someone's showing up and they're sharing their pricing or they're speaking to what they're offering and you can tell that they don't truly believe that that price is worth the thing that they're selling. And I always talk about like, you've got to be sold on yourself first. And if someone's not sold on themselves first in that moment, you're not buying from that person. And so I think that's such a big permission slip that you just gave people, which I love of you don't need to price yourself at 20K straight out of the gate because you're being told by the internet that you need to. You need to price yourself with something that's congruent, get the data, build, go from there. Love that so much. Yes, yes. And I say to my clients, even in my program, I'm like, question me, like question what I say, question everything, you know, like there's nothing like you doing something. Even if Tony Robbins came and told you to do it, you're not going to feel it because he told you or he did it. But when you do it, when you get that, yes, I'll pay that. It's like, It's like, it's so awesome. Okay. So something else you said before, you spoke about how when you look online, you just see other amazing women doing incredible things. And I really agree with you on this. Comparisonitis is something that I've never really felt so much because I just see it as, well, if they can do that, then I can as well. And that's always been my compass. That said though, for, you know, there's going to be so many people listening that do experience that. And it's something I talk about a lot in my programs and, you know, no shade. If you're feeling that it's a completely valid and acceptable thing to be experiencing. What do you say to your clients who are navigating comparisonitis? Or, you know, if we expand on this question, they go online, they see all these conflicting messages when they're trying to build their thing, do their thing, create their thing. And it just leaves them feeling lost, disempowered, lacking in self-belief. How do they move through that? Yeah, it is. It's a huge thing. And I think we're not used to so much information coming at us from so many people from all over the world on our phone. Like it's in our pocket, the whole world, all the people. (laughs) All the time. 24 seven. I know I'm like back to my retreat where I was on airplane mode. Like Ellie, why do we have to talk about this? I just got back from Guingana. But but this is, it's so funny because I did come back and go, oh, you need to hire somebody. And I've never wanted to do that, Ellie. 
especially for social media, because there's a whole other topic about, well, then that's not authentic. And then blah, 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 blah. And so a trap, it's a trap that keeps you needing to be on 24 Mm seven. So if we answer that question, I think I get a lot of clients that look to the sidelines, right? Maybe you do too. Maybe someone who's listening here is like, yeah, it's so hard not to look. It's so noisy. Like I look to the side and I see this person's doing that. Then maybe I should do that or I'm not there yet or whatever it is. And the thing is, we have to have the horse blinkers, hot pink, blinged out, sequence horse blinkers on because life is going to give us so many distractions cheetah print whatever you want right <laughs> it's going to give us all the distractions i mean i went recently and saw emma isaac speak and i love her and she said that she has something on her team that she she says what for we should be on tiktok what for we should do a youtube channel what for and i love that because we say why in our company and I literally went home and closed my TikTok account. I deleted it. I don't, I know it's a thing and no shade if you're on TikTok, do you boo? But I don't, why do I want to be on TikTok? I don't want to do it. Mm -hmm. So instead of going, everyone's doing that, I should do that. Gary Vee, I love him. And he said to do that. It's like, he also has 75,000 people that work on his team. And also I'm not doing that. And that lady might be posting every day, five times a day, but I'm not that lady. And she has her impact. That's her medicine. I've got my medicine. And my medicine is I'm loud and I show up on stories and I wear bright colors and I swear and I love pink and that's my medicine. And someone else's medicine is they show up once a week and they're quiet and they don't swear and they're very religious or spiritual. And another person's medicine, it's like, we can't allow what other people are doing to distract us from our track because literally we're all walking on our track and you start veering, you're walking into somebody else's track and it feels off because it is because that's not your track. Yours is right here and you just went out of line to go check if the grass is greener and the grass is always greener because you stopped watering yours. Your shit's dying now. Mm. And so I'm like, I have to stay in my lane. I have to do me. And when you're really doing that, you're so damn busy doing that, that you're not consuming. And my friends go, you never watch my stories. I'm like, I love you. I don't I, call me. I'm not going to watch your story. I'm not going to watch your stories. Like my best friends, even my clients, I'm like, I have to make them my favorites so I can see what they're doing and check up on them because I'm too busy doing it. And then I'm out. So if you're listening to this and maybe you're struggling with this, comparing yourself to other people, ask yourself, am I genuinely investing time on social media to create my content or am I consuming more? What's my consumption versus creation? And how do I feel when I consume? Does it make me feel better? How does that account make you feel? How does that influencer make you feel? How does that person make you feel? If the answer is not fucking amazing and inspired and on fire and excited and inspired, I want to do stuff then you need to unfollow. You need to mute stories and posts. Like we're allowing, you allow, you know, social media, we are users, which means we are in control of this neutral platform that is messing with our lives. And it's like, well, where have you allowed that platform to get out of hand? Have you shown up with intention to create or are you there watching? Because let me tell you right now, there'll be so much more. Every day there's more, someone better, someone thinner, someone funnier, someone with more followers. There's thousands and billions of these people coming. And I'm like, you can get overwhelmed by this or you can just go, I'm here to serve my message from my life story, from my clients to share what I can do. And I have that opportunity because social media is available to me. I'm just there doing that versus looking to the sidelines. Like, yeah. Amen. Mm. So good. So good. How do you find your track if you don't know what it is? 
Yeah, I, I go to the story. Mm-hmm. I go to story. Like, who are you? What have you lived? What have you been through? What have you overcome? What are you still struggling with? Why did you do this? Why did you move here? Why did you decide that? What's your story? Like two to three, pull out two to three big stories. You know, I think about my husband dying. I think about being a foster kid. I think about moving to Australia and working on myself for eight years and unraveling all my pain. I think about my cesarean miscarriage, then home birth. Mm. Like that's a story. It's like, it has nothing to do with coaches, but it has to do with my resilience and it makes me a human. And there's mothers that I serve and they're like, I'm a mother too. I had a cesarean too. Oh, okay. There's a touch point. So don't underestimate your story. Two to three key stories that you could share of how you overcame something or why you decided to do this, Ellie, or why you live in you know the West, why you did this, why I moved to Australia. That matters because that's that no like trust. And then through that story of Ellie living where she lives and dressing how she dresses is where her business is born. And that's the entry point. And then I just feel like, uh, what does Oprah say? Your life will guide you. Like your life gives you purpose. Like what's my purpose? Look around your life. What Mm -hmm. do people ask you about? What do you do? What happened to you? How did you get here? What do you like? Like pay attention to your life. It will kind of guide you because it's already telling you, it's already molding things around you. You're just maybe not seeing it. So mm-hmm. I feel like go through your story. And then I like to help people who have a similar life as me, because I know that because I live that. Now we're already coming into business with confidence. I'm not going to help a lawyer get more, I don't know, legal bars. I don't even know what lawyers do. So let's not use <laughs> lawyers. I'm not going to help a plumber, right? Kill it in the plumbing industry and I don't know what the plumbers do. I don't even know anything about plumbing. I can't say I know that. I've lived that. I've done that. I can't say that. But to coaches, social media, done. Like it's in me. And so that gives you confidence already because you've already done it. So I love finding my client through my story and through what I've lived because that confidence level, you don't have to fake that. You live that, you know? Yes. Yeah. Yes. That, that whole like evidence is all around you. Purpose is all around you. I love that so much because we can internalize this to the point of overthinking and like spin ourselves in circles, trying to find (laughs) those answers when really it, it is right in front of us. And I think that the question I want to ask you next is around what you want coaches to know in terms of, you know, building from say, multi-five, six figures, three to seven figures. So I want to get onto that in a moment. But that's so exciting. Something. <laughs> I love it. I know you said let's go anywhere. And I feel like you've just led me. You've just been the most beautiful <laughs> guest who's just led me into my oh, next I love you. Led me and led me. So good. Um, but you know, something that you spoke to there and and I think it is um a really big thing that's going to keep you stuck and keep you small is if you are internalizing all these things like what is my story? What is my purpose? What do I support my clients with most? Like, what is my niche? Whatever those things, if we spiral in them, we are going to stay really, really stuck. And I, my shower thought this morning, I don't know about you, but I get all my yes. best ideas in the shower. Yes, Shower wisdom. Water, girl. Shower wisdom. <laughs> exactly. And my shower thought this morning was, you know, all my clients that are getting amazing results. And I say amazing results being whatever their version of amazing results are right now. All of those clients are really quick decision makers. You know, they're not spiraling in like 
oh, what, what is, what is my story? What is my, they're not spiraling and, and asking themselves and overthinking and staying awake at night. They're making a decision and then they're moving on. And so um, yeah. thank you for just affirming that thought. I felt like that needed to land. Yes. And that little PDF that everybody's going to get, which we'll tell you about later, but there's a, a cheat sheet about practicing confidence. And the first one is what you just said. It's choice. Confident people make decisions. Mm-hmm. They are constantly making, well, which one? I don't know which one. Just make one. You can't make a wrong one. <laughs> 100%. I always say the best decision is a decision. The worst decision yes, is a decision. Exactly. And all the wrong ones I did, I went the wrong way. Yes. And it was the right way because I have to be lost to be found. How are you going to be found if you're not lost? You have to be the wrong way to find the right way. So I love that. And it works. Everything's working so nicely for what they're going to get <laughs> when they finish. <laughs> yes. I'm interrupting this episode for just a minute to tell you more about how you can be coached by me in 2022. So the way that I coach my clients to build six-figure and multi-six-figure businesses is through my two well-known mastermind programs, SwiftMind and Six Figure Circle. If you're a coach, creative, or a consultant wanting to build a six-figure, multi-six, or seven-figure business, then I'd absolutely love to support you. The next round starts in September 2022, and we often sell out before announcing to the public. If you want to save a space, you need to be on the wait list. So to do that, just jump on over now to elliswift.com forward slash mastermind. Let's dive back into the episode. Okay. So let's talk, let's talk coaches who let's just scene set. So I'm a coach. I'm earning 60, 70, 80, hundred K a year around that. I'm working my ass off. I'm doing all the things I'm feeling comparison E because I don't know how to scale and build. Um, what would you say to me? Like, what do I need to know about how to build my business? I think that one of the biggest things that happens, and I was just speaking to someone today, is the overwhelm. So I would ask you, how many things are you working on right now? Mm. How many programs, how many courses, how many, where are all your fingers in the pies? Where are you at? Are you splintered? Is your energy all over the place? Are you the one woman band? Because sometimes we are doing the social media, doing the post, doing the this, doing the webinars, doing the landing pages, doing the Kajabi. Like we're all up in it. And I only speak from experience of being that person. So I think one of the worst things that women in particular do today in today's day is we try to do everything all at once. And if you're a big visionary and you want to leave a legacy, you need a parking lot. Like that's not right now, but it's right over there. And I'll I'll come back for you, but not right now. And so I think that I would say, what are you currently working on? What's your one thing? I remember one of my mentors took me through this triangle model and it was the five ones and I love it. And it's like a triangle with five little lines, almost looks like the food diagram And it's like one target market, one program, you know, one conversion tool, one traffic source, one year, one. And if I look at us, we did the sisterhood. That was all we were. I was a confidence coach helping women join the sisterhood, join the sisterhood, join the sisterhood. I was singing the same song. That program made seven figures. And it wasn't until after that program hit seven figures that I launched the next thing. So if you're out there and you're like, oh, how many things do I have in my head while I'm driving, listening to this podcast? Shit. 
You can have all the things just not at once. So I really think that when we're at that scaling, you know, 100K a year and we really want to go to making 100K a month, it's less. I hate when spiritual people say this to me, I do less and achieve more. And I'm like, what do you mean? That's ridiculous. But it's true, Ellie. It's so (laughs) annoying. Say I say that it's true, but it's true, right? It's like you don't believe it because you have no evidence because you hustled your ass off and you got money and you cut through and you hustle, hustle, hustle. So you have evidence in your body and in your subconscious and in your whole field that hustling hard will get you the result. I went away for five days in the middle of a launch and we had our first live event of the year to organize and we made so much money and I did one post seven days ago and no stories. Mm -hmm. And I needed, if I'm honest, Erica needed to physically and energetically see that Instagram posting Instagram stories with Erica doing them doesn't equal success. I was like, what? Like literally, Ellie, I'm still looking at my phone like, should I jump on there or or not? Is one post a week okay? Like I was like, that's illegal, one post a week. <laughs> it's illegal in my world. It was like, you post every day. But why I'm saying this is because I was tying my money to I, Erica, the owner of the business, have to show up, show up, show up, be there. I have to make all the things happen in order for the money to be there or all the money will stop. And I actually experienced the opposite. Mm -hmm. And so when you're at that place where you have six figures, really strategically, what do you need? What help can you get so that you don't burn out? So at this point in time is when you're looking at maybe some VAs from Upwork, maybe you're looking at, you know, and I'm very, we have a tight ship. I don't hire a bunch of people. I don't know how people do that shit. I think it's a waste of money. Uh, I got a sales team. I got this person. I got, I'm like, what are you doing? You could do sales. (laughs) So I really love to keep a tight ship. But at that point in time is when you need some help, some support some moderation of your group, maybe some support with all of your landing pages and getting all the emails done because that does drain us at that point in time. And the last bit of how to go next level is visibility. So the more visible you can become, and this is something that I think we were also going to talk about, but the more visible you become, the more people know about you. So my husband's just started doing ads. We did we do 100K a month, no ads. He's just started doing reach ads. So not ads by my program. Just, hey, get to know me. See if you like my shit. If you don't like it, cool. But if you do, come and check me out. And literally, it has been such a game changer for us to give free podcast, free Instagram, free content so that you can decide if you like me. Not, hey, buy my program, buy my program, buy my... I don't actually want you to join my program if you just met me. I want you to feel me out. Because that's how we get bad clients into our programs. They just met you. They join your program. They're like, oh, why do you wear hats, Ellie? Oh, why do you swear? Oh, why? It's like, oh, shit, we got a critic that joined. How did that happen? You know? So, yeah, I just think it's so important. It's so important. So, okay. So visibility. Tell us more. If we're struggling with that, if we've got confidence issues with showing up, if we're really challenged by putting ourselves out there, if we don't know where to start, like talk us through how we can overcome that because for sure visibility is so, so essential. And just to carry on and and share some agreeance from my side with what you just said, I love that you spoke to that strategy around one because so as background, my business is a mastermind model. We have three masterminds. I built out each one after the other was already successful. We have a very clear structure. I launch twice a year. It usually sells out from the wait list off one email. And then that's really us, you know, but that's taken Ooh. years to, to yeah. build that. 
And that model is something that serves us so well. It means that I'm not constantly launching. It means that I'm not in a state of burnout and I have been there. And there's so much messaging at the moment around don't listen to mentors that tell you to, you know, just plan out this one thing. Like you can launch on the fly, anything you want, like four offers at once, five a month, whatever. And that (laughs) messaging is just keeping everyone so, so stuck in a likely going to burn out and B it's tied to you and your energy and your inspiration. And that's Mm -hmm. just not a successful business model. Is there anything else that you want to add around that? Yeah. I just think that's man marketing, like no offense to the men or anybody identifying as, but you know, my husband is in the feminine. Like my husband taught me about the feminine. He is so with the seasons. So we have seasons, we bleed, Mm -hmm. right? Like, hello, do we all know about our bleed? So many of us My husband taught me about my bleed. He was my personal trainer. And he was like, you got to tell me when you bleed. And I'm like, never. I had a personal trainer tell me that. And literally my personal trainer was educating me. And I was already in my thirties. So many of us are disconnected from our bodies, disconnected from the season. Is this summer? Where are you? It's winter right now. Like we should be resting. We should not be doing stuff right now. And I know we live in this world and we need to be of the world and all that jazz. However, if we are always on and constantly hustling and we don't stop and we don't have that moment to check in with ourselves like so many bro marketers out there like the click funnels is built on that and like bless that man's heart he's killing it tony robbins i love tony robbins he's a dude he's a dude dude it's like we need these powerful women to come in and say you can make a lot of money you can be a badass bitch and you can rest and you can hire other awesome women and support their families and make massive impact and not be on 24 seven. I just think we need to see more of that. Yeah. So good on you, Ellie. Yeah. That's awesome. Good. So good. Thank you for sharing that. Yeah, you too. That's great. So I, I really took us on like a sidetrack there. Good. We love sidetracks. Visibility. Let's finish up on that. I, yes. I love it. <clears throat> okay. Let's finish up there. So I have a question that I ask people, what is it costing you not to show up? Mm. And people go, oh, well, I don't grow my followers. And I'm like, go deeper. Like, mm-hmm. what is it costing you not to show up? When you don't show up, people can't find you, which means it's costing you your financial freedom. It's costing you your ability to impact. It's costing you your dreams. It's costing you your joy, your purpose. What? Your joy and your purpose. That's expensive. That's a lot. So you not showing up is costing you that. Now, what is it costing the clients that you can serve? I know when I don't show up how I show up. All of the thousands of screenshot testimonials we have in our Google Drive Mm-hmm. But not saying that that person wouldn't find someone else, not saving anybody. However, they found me and it was because I was able to be visible and show up raw and real and imperfect and a hot mess and crying and sharing vulnerably myself so that they can see themselves in me. And so many actions have happened because of that. So whenever you get into this place of, um, I did a podcast called, Are You Self-Obsessed? And it wasn't about like, you think you're beautiful. It was about, well, if I do this, then I, and if I do this, then me and I, and when I show up, and what if I show up on social media and me and I, and me and I, and I'm like, cool, you said you were here to serve other people. Why are you making it all about you? Like, get out of your own way. It's not about you. Like you're obsessing about you. When we are here for the audience, we are here. If I'm on a stage and I'm worried about how I look and if the lights are too bright and if the people can, there's people in the stands that need to hear my message. Mm. And it's like, get out of your head and get into your message. Like get out of yourself and move yourself to the side. Hey, I'm going to deal with you later. What am I here for? Who's here? Who's watching? Like I always say to my ladies, talk to the eyeballs. 
there's eyeballs watching your stories and people don't show up. I'll just wait till more people follow me. I need more subscribers. I'm like, if you're not grateful for the five followers that you have for the 80 people on your newsletter, why the hell should you get 800? Why do you deserve 80,000? Like you have to be visible. You have to be willing to show up, take up space, speak to them. And yes, you're going to be for some people. And yes, other people won't like you. Welcome to planet earth, right? Like mm-hmm. it's okay. You cannot be vanilla one size fits all. And I love vanilla ice cream, but you cannot be, you know, vanilla one size fits all because you will try to please critics who will never be pleased and you will miss those beautiful clients. So I think the powerful thing that we have in today's day and all the women who came before us that pioneered for our fucking rights and for us to be able to do what we can do now is take up space, you know, and it's an app and it's free and it's on your phone and you can just say, good morning. Mm -hmm. I love you. Thank you for being here. Like who's telling people on Instagram, good morning. Thank you for being here. Like that is so, if that's not the number one thing that the women that follow me say, I have been following you for two years and I just love that you say good morning and your energy just makes my day. And I'm like, wow, will they buy from me? I don't know. Maybe yes, maybe not, but that matters. And so we are able to be seen. Some countries, women can't read books, can't say anything. And we can jump on our phone that's in our pocket and speak to however many eyeballs are on the other side. What? Like it's a joke. It's incredible. And it is the thing. It is the thing. If you ask me what my biggest problem in my business is, it's visibility. Still, I'm like, I need more people to know about me. I need to be everywhere. Traffic. I need to be everywhere. How do more people know about me? Because then when they know, they can decide if they like me or not. But I want them to know, like, that's my biggest problem. And I'm pretty damn visible. So it's like, if you're not like, get out there, it'll give you everything you desire. It's huge. So, so good. Thank you so much for sharing that and everything you shared. I've loved it so much. We could talk for 17 hours, Ellie. I love you. I really, really hear that. (laughs) Uh, How can we find you, find out about you, find out how to work with you, share with us all the things, please? Yes. Okay. So one of the, the, the great things that I'd love to offer the listeners here today or anybody watching this is my Creating Confidence Cheat Sheet. Now, this cheat sheet has been built over 10 years of us researching some of the most confident women in the world. And there are really five things that they do that helps them create confidence. And so this cheat sheet, you can fill it out, you can download it, you can print it. It's really colorful and beautiful. And it's going to help you today, right now, when you print this out, if you are in a lack of confidence, what is my step? There are five steps and literally the next step is your next move. It is so actionable and tangible. If you are stuck in a rut of Oh, a crisis of confidence, as we spoke about. This is going to support you. You can just download it. The link will be in the show notes. It is a great support system. And I think something that once we start getting really good at practicing confidence, it just becomes how we are. And then people call us confident, but we're not. We're all in the practice of it. So we'd love to give that to the listeners. And on Instagram. I'm always on Instagram, the queen of confidence. Just come say hi. If you like this episode, tag us so we can share it. And my podcast, The Confidence Chronicles, which I just yell at women about how they need to believe in themselves for 15 minutes. (laughs) (laughs) Amazing. So, so good. Thank you so much for being here. This was so, so great. I've loved Uh, it so much. Ellie, thank you. I really appreciate you. Thank you so much, beautiful. 